Hey, this is Ryan O'Neill from the Danish and O'Neill podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 30 freaking five? Well, the best way to prevent that hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Now, you used to have to go to the doctor's office, but now you go to Keeps and you can visit a doctor online and you get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. And they make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and the awkward doctor visits. Also, they use the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. And maybe you tried them before, but you've never tried them at this price. Look, these treatments take four to six months to see results, so act fast. The sooner you start, the more hair you'll keep. Now, if you're ready to take these actions and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ATC and receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash A-T-C. You're looking for Danish and O'Neill. You've come to the right place. Or maybe you haven't. Episode 51. We're a little hungover from uh, quite the episode 50. Thank you guys for... Yeah, it's our uh, fastest downloaded one thus far. Fastest to 4,000, I would say. Over 4,000. So, uh, yeah, a lot of positive feedback. I guess Steve O'Neill's three plus years of buildup has come through. People were hungry for it, but... We could have built it up, and then people were like, you built it up for nothing. No, I know. That, that was my concern with it, because it had been built up so much, and I had been working on him, and he had been very uh, unreceptive to doing it. So finally, I had my mom plant the seed, and she kind of, I said, look, we got to have this happen. So she worked on it. Then she, I basically called him and said, hey, what's better? I'm coming over the microphone. What's better, Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Sunday. And we cracked those mics on. And uh, for a guy who's never before held the mic, he's he on was, top of his game. He man. was a true professional. I that mean, was the other concern because he's never talked into a microphone. So it was, uh, you know, it could have gone either way on that. But he uh, he delivered. I mean, we know he's an all American talker. That's not the problem, but it's Ken holding a mic. It's not as easy as people think. It's you want to gesture yeah. with your hands. We we hold them. We don't have uh, you know the uh, little uh, what do you call them? the pansy there? sticks, the little stands. <laughs> yeah, and it, it can stifle you once the mic grows in your hand. A lot of times you lose focus. But overall, I'd say Steve O'Neill came through with flying colors, and uh, Bill Wellman's received the message. 
that, <laughs> amongst others. There's plenty of other people in there. Ah, uh, let's ask real quick Bushman what he thought of the episode. Bushman's in studio. Uh, he's probably not going to say much. We only have two mics cracked. But Bushman, did you listen to episode fifty of Danish and O'Neill? Of course. I mean, you <laughs> had it right there, yeah. the Bushman. Did you, <laughs> Bushman? Did you enjoy it? Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you have it. Bushman, do you have a word of advice for the kids? It's July 3rd as we record this. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Our listens are probably going to be way down tomorrow. But yeah. hey, fuck <laughs> it. I hope so. Because if you're out there listening to this podcast, you should be out there getting fucked up and blowing some fingers off. And some lighting fireworks out of your ass pipes. Bush, you're an American citizen. Uh, you moved here from Africa. What's there, some advice to the kids out there, Bush, uh, in terms of how you think you should live life? In my books, you never turn a blue job down. Wow. Well, oh, those are words to live by. I might get that tattooed on my forearm. Can't say. I mean, it's weird that he has more than one book. He says in my books. Uh, <laughs> it <laughs> might just series. be a language barrier. It may be a series that he's talking about. But uh, I agree with Bushman's books. I mean, I guess, do you, is it counted as a blowjob if it's from like a dog or uh, another creature? A blowjob is a blowjob. So he's saying across the boards. Yeah, never turn a blowjob down. All right, well, he's spoken. He has spoken. But uh, let me would... just ask him real quick if he means that, though. <laughs> Bush, are you saying he would take a blowjob from a dog? Of course. All right. Well, Bushman's spoken <laughs> once again. Let's get on to more pressing news. Oh, shit. I've lost control of the soundboard. Uh, big, the biggest news, and this we may just dedicate the whole hour to this, we went to a little show. We can't dedicate an hour to this. I might dedicate an hour to this. <laughs> I don't think it deserves an hour. <laughs> we went to a little show called A Prairie Home Companion on Friday night. Our, uh, live. Friend of the show, collaborator, director of the Danish and O'Neill web series, editor of the Danish and O'Neill web series, editor of Daddy Knows Best, and most importantly, <laughs> the Pete Lazarus experience. The Peter. Lazarus experience. Well, I'm pretty intimate with the. Uh, but I'm saying, if you people, some people couldn't find it when they were searching feet. <laughs> <Pete. laughs> that missing arm, he fuck you up. So uh, he bought us tickets. He knew that we've uh, talked a lot of shit about Garrison Keeler. I wouldn't the years. say. I wouldn't say it was shit. It was just. Uh, it was a misunderstanding of why anybody would enjoy his comedy. Well, okay, I agree to disagree. <laughs> I'd say we talked a lot of shit. So he basically bought us uh, a fuck you present. Of two tickets to Garrison Keillor's last ever live Prairie Home Companion show. Those of you who don't know, Gary Keillor is a public radio fixture. Been doing it for, what, 30 plus years? <laughs> no, 42 years. 42 years. 1974, this motherfucker started on this thing. And he performed at the Hollywood Bowl, two shows. Each show had 17,500 people. Attending, and we were two of those people it's at insane. the Friday night show. O'Neill was wearing white boat cruise pants. I had uh, a, a blue uh, and black checker jacket, and I had a uh, aviator sunglasses. And I, I bought this beautiful suit. I was also wearing some beat up old uh, New Balances. Bought this beautiful suit at the thrift store. The whole thing cost me about fourteen dollars. I was wearing uh, a, a baby blue leisure suit. Uh, matching a black bow tie, white button-down shirt, 
Uh, I bought that in college. One of the best purchases of my life. I've used it a lot through the years. It's it, still going strong. After this episode comes out, um, if you check our Instagram, it's at Danish and O'Neill. Um, join, follow, and you'll see some highlights, some video and some photo <laughs> highlights of the show. So we showed up to this place. I had uh, a backpack with a 12-pack of uh, past blue ribbon cans. We didn't know that that would be too few for the two-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah, that, that, stay tuned. Spoiler alert, that turned out to be way too few. But when we get there, so the demographic going in there is probably... 71 years old about there's some like scattered young people but for the most part it's 65 plus and the best part about it was watching at when we first got there was seeing the scalpers they were trying to <laughs> they were trying to push Prairie Home Companion tickets. It was not uh, Prairie Home Companion's demographic. No, these are the that. guys you see outside the Lakers games <laughs> that are barking for you to buy their tickets. Real aggressive. Uh, some of them maybe. Um, a little bit gangster. A couple of them had one had a Jerry curl that I saw. Yeah, and he was the people you could tell this demographic was terrified at the sight of these scalpers. I mean, we're talking old people with picnic baskets and blankets on top. Like, that's not yeah. a joke. That's a real thing. I would say 30% of the audience fell asleep just from old age. <laughs> I think there was a lot of depends in the audience. Oh. People were urinating in their pants. If. Uh, I know this is coming out Monday, but if you go to the Hollywood Bowl to see a show within the next week, <laughs> I would bring some sort of wet wipe to wipe down those benches because somebody, a lot of them definitely shit their pants there. The guy was looking around in our seats and uh, people behind, one guy behind us had binoculars. We were pretty high yeah. up. But it's like uh, we weren't that. I mean, but they had big screens no, everywhere. Yeah, like you'd easily just see the big screen to see the exact view he was getting out of his binoculars. But they want to see Gary for real. They want to see Gary <laughs> blemishes and all. Yeah, <laughs> Gary yeah. Keeler is six foot four. He's like what seventy three or seventy four years old. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think he's turning seventy four. Uh, a couple months. He is uh, by far, I would say, the least charismatic performer I have ever seen in my life. Definitely in the top one. <laughs> he, uh, he he turned his back on the uh, audience for like eighty percent of the show. Granted, this is a guy who does a radio show, but you're doing a live show in yeah. front of seventeen thousand people. But he's been doing it live for like forty years. I guess he just doesn't give a fuck, dude. And then not only did he turn his back, but like he acted like he didn't want to be there. He was just moping around. He was just talking normally, like you would talk to somebody on the fucking street. The show um, on the radio, they do these shitty skits. But it was, this was pretty much all songs. And lo and behold, the man who writes the show, old Gare Bear Keeler, uh, just turns out he wrote all the songs with him and nothing but attractive yeah. young women. And he gets in their face, like real in their face when they're singing duets. <laughs> and also, I don't know what the show is. Is it comedy? Or are they basically they're just singing covers of uh, existing songs? That's all it was. There were hymns being sung. Legit church oh, hymns. Remember when I told you when he said The Road to Zion? Yeah. The Road to Zion is a documentary that's uh, like a very anti-Semitic documentary that came out in 2014. Because when I, did I tell you? I was like, yeah. this is anti-Semitic. But isn't, it, isn't that just the hymn? Yeah, I guess. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it had some sort of hidden meaning. But This, uh, this show was so quiet that anytime we opened these canned beers, everyone <laughs> yeah, around us would turn like, and we would throw them. I had a bag to throw them in. It was this was so quiet in this performance, and we're like, oh, and you're just O'Neill at one point turned to me, and we had to whisper to talk. That's how fucking quiet it was. And even that was like a guy one seat, 
We were separated by the aisle, one seat in one row in front of us. Kept looking back, and I well, don't know what his deal was. I think was. he thought it was the first. Well, uh, go ahead, finish what you were saying. So at one point, you leaned into me and you said, "I'm about to rip one," and I was fearful because <laughs> it was so quiet that I think the performers may have been able to hear it, even though we were sitting pretty high up. And uh, fortunately, it wasn't loud, but we there are bench seating, it was and I think bench. it did reverberate down the bench. It was a, a bench bit. shaker. I did burp <laughs> once, and it was loud. I almost interrupted the show. But so uh, the outfits were polarizing. The guy sitting across the aisle from us did not like was them. pissed, but the ladies behind us loved them, and the lady across from us, and then that old lady who said that we're snappy dressers. Uh, so the intermission came with an O and a U. And uh, we were trying to take some pictures of ourselves. And, you know, it can be strenuous. There's two of us. Yeah. And the woman behind us said, would you like me to take it? And we said, yeah, that'd be great. And she saw the outfits. And she, she said, are you guys big Garrison Keillor fans? We said, of course. <laughs> I said, I grew up with him. I said, this is my fifth show. <laughs> O'Neill said he's seen five <laughs> shows across the country. I answered truthfully and said I'd never been to a show. <laughs> and uh, she at one point said that he's just such a genius. <laughs> That's when we go. We got to go to the bathroom. But she did note that he seemed to be lumbering around the stage. And she wasn't young. <laughs> she was not young. Stage. <laughs> what is he supposed to move gracefully? While we were there, another woman came up. Who was, she was younger, but not young. Yeah, she, she, like, she, she cheers us and said, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for dressing up. We said, this is his last show. We were, Show we, some goddamn respect. And, and O'Neill said, I've seen some guys here in cargo pants, and it makes me sick. <laughs> and she said... <laughs> she said, oh, my husband's in them. <laughs> and then later, as we left, a woman grabbed my arm forcefully to the point where I thought we may have done something wrong, because we probably did. Well, and that she, was because... So at the very end, I said, fuck it. I got to see Gary up close. We stormed the gates. So I bull charge all the way down. And so now we're 50 feet from Garrison Keeler <laughs> doing his closing number, which, by the way, was like 18 minutes long. He's singing, swing low, sweet chariot, <laughs> uh, with the crowd singing with him. People people are hugging. Like, I saw a young couple hugging and, like, almost crying. Yeah, there was that guy who had his eyes closed and he was praying and he oh, was yeah, singing Oh, yeah, there alone. was a fat guy who had great tits right near us and he was singing. There was a woman uh, sitting, remember, close to us. Yeah, I mean, people were, uh, this was a moving moment for us. I couldn't believe that we actually adored uh, the fucking two and a half hours that this show was. We just kept saying, how are there this many people here who like this guy? This guy performs for 17,000 fucking people. This isn't just like a one-off here. He's he's performing for thousands of fucking people. There's not a comic in the world that on a weekly basis can fill out a fucking huge amphitheater Every fucking week. Not to mention, uh, there weren't a lot of jokes, but when they threw one out, these people ate it up oh, with a spoon. By the way, whatever you want to call our podcast, lowbrow, whatever, <laughs> this fucking dog shit that they're feeding to the audience, at one point, it was 10 <laughs> minutes of rhymes. It was just him fucking rhyming, like a fucking elementary school no, he child. Was, well, he was not only rhyming, he was doing some zinger limericks that he's written over the years that were so terrible. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, and, and the jokes you want to say what we what you want to call us names? Say we do. Yeah, we do sophomoric <laughs> shit. We'll admit it. Yeah. Okay. At least ours has a little edge to and it. And we go for it. He does fucking shitty, like soft boiled jokes about X lax oh and fucking underwear he and did, like bullshit. He did X lax commercial. The, we're going for the jugular. We're not 
flirting around the fucking bush here. I mean, he was talking. He was alluding to soiled underpants, and people were dying. People I were, mean, he, that that thing killed. Not to mention, the whole show pretty much was around the theme of death. Because I guess he's retiring. <laughs> I turned to O'Neill and I go, Are "You retaining any of this information?" And he goes, "Not really." <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the idea of the fucking show was about. All I had I know no idea. Was, there was some singing. He didn't give me any guy noir, which is his, one of his most famous characters. I just knew we were pounding beers at a record pace. Yeah, we, we pounded five each. In the first hour. And then we thought, though, it was just a solid show. And then it's like, all right, we're going to intermission. We we're like, oh, fuck. We only yeah. have one left each. Fucking And bullshit. then he said, after the break, uh, we're going to get to the news from Lake Wobegon. And O'Neill let out the loudest woo in pure <laughs> silence that I've ever heard in my life. But it sparked other people. Yes. You, your enthusiasm was contagious. And other people did start clapping and, and yeah. wooing as well. I, I think it was pretty easy to start anything in there because it was so much silence. I was tempted. I think had we had an 18-pack of beer, I probably would have started yelling and heckling at some point. At the end, I yelled, Gary... And then somebody yelled, I love you, Gary. <laughs> uh, so I mean, There was young people there, too, though. There was people our age and younger. Were. There was couples there. And shame if, on you all. If, you, I don't, if your boyfriend or go- girlfriend bought you some premium companion tickets, I would hope that you would leave them. And uh, we went just because Pete, Pete gave them we, to us. We, we also, you have to, exp- if you're going to shit on it, yeah. you might as well experience it Who firsthand. Knows? Maybe like Malcolm X, when he said the white man was the devil, we would have had an eye-opening moment, like when he went to Mecca and say, hey, you know what? We were wrong. Gary's a hell of a live performer. But lo and behold, we were proved absolutely 1 million percent right. How, I, what I don't get is how does he gauge his performance at all? Because it's, they give them nothing. I mean, he's giving them nothing, and he gets nothing in return. I think he gauges it when he looks at that fucking check he gets at he's the not, end of the night. But he's not even charming. He's like... Oh, he uh, does nothing. I don't understand the affection towards this fucking horseshit This show. is a guy who needs 80 people on stage behind him with a live band, like a fucking orchestra pit. Oh, by a the way... sound effects man. There was a guy playing an instrument who's wearing fucking like sweatpants <laughs> that are cut into shorts and just a gray t-shirt. Like, he just fucking... Came back from the fucking beach. It's last show. He's he, didn't done. Even, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it was the last show, man. When we went out to the intermission, a lot of weed being smoking in the smoking, uh, little roped off areas. It's probably people who were like dragged here by some family member. And then like, we, I saw, gotta get high. we saw a group of guys, younger dudes, and they were, uh, they were drinking those little small Mickeys. Yeah. Malt liquor. Which I said we were impressed by, and they said they were impressed by my, my bow ties. So I guess we left at a, a stalemate with them. <laughs> eye for an eye. We, we, we went back in, one beer each, and it, that's when it started to really get fatiguing when we had no more beer to medicate yeah. the pain. We, if you're going, well, it's just too late now, but... <laughs> if you ever have to sit through a shitty show you don't want to be at, make, and you can bring your own beer, make sure to bring enough. Double down on whatever you think you're going to be able to drink. And you should have probably brought uh, a 12 as well. 12 each. I think we should have gone 12 <laughs> each for sure because, uh, man, I think I, I could have easily gone, tore through a 12-pack in that two hours. By the way, uh, on the way there, um, I saw a guy. I was watching Drugs, Inc. one night on Nat- National Geographic, and they, you know, they do. It was all about uh, Los Angeles and Hollywood drug use. Yeah. And they uh, spot, put the spotlight on a homeless man who sits on Highland right next to the Hollywood Bowl. And I walked by. And you recognize him? The very same man. Did you get his autograph? Who uses all the money he panhandles to buy crack, 
<laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Did you, did you say, hey, man, I saw you had drugs. In. I was almost going to say something to him. And then I was like, obviously, it's not a flattering thing to be recognized for. He might have been impressed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it would have made his day. Dude, it was a drug thing from like 2013. This motherfucker picked that spot and he's sticking to it. I find that you can't really, as a homeless person in L.A., you can't migrate to other people's turf. When you have a place, you stay there because they, they'll fuck you up. What if someone dies? Do they leave you like in, in a will? I think there is like a chain of command that it goes down. Like certain panhandling spots, I've seen guys fight when, it, when a guy says, hey, that's my fucking spot. I've seen yeah, fights Yeah, this guy, uh, he's right at the bus stop right there. Which one? Uh, like right near Camrose? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, right there. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to go get a picture from him. It's, with him. Uh, if you watch Drugs Inc. regularly on National <laughs> from, Geographic. From 2013. From 2013, you'll recognize a man. Later in that episode, they pulled a little further up the street, and they went up uh, They went up in the woods there over like where uh, Coanga goes, yeah. and they busted some meth users. Some guys, in the woods? Guys who just camp out up there in tents. We should go see those guys. It's a meth community. One guy refused to leave. They cuffed him. That's above the Hollywood Bowl. They cuffed him, let him go back, and he went right back to the same turf. Wow. Jesus. Fuck it. He moved out here to be an actor. I guess it's not going well. <laughs> Maybe he's a method actor. His teeth. He was a meth actor. His teeth looked terrible. Man. But, uh, so, oh, I don't know if you, how much you want to talk about it, but apparently you had a wild walk home. Yeah, so we were pretty, well, I mean, we were drunk. We couldn't drive, obviously. I don't so. know if you want to incriminate yourself. Well, might <laughs> as well. With details. I mean, look, whatever was happening was happening out in public display. That's so. true. Uh, it, on, was, it was your right to stop and maybe you had to tie your shoe. Yeah, I cut through the neighborhoods uh, on my way home. You live the opposite direction I do, so I had about a three-mile hike. On I the- walked to and fro. You walked uh, mainly, you kind of walked to. And I got walked. dropped off there, and then I walked home. Yeah, uh, yeah. so on my way home, I'm probably two-thirds of the way. I got about a mile left, and I'm walking down the street. Uh, it's there's, there's a lot of cars, but nobody walks on it. And I look to my right because I see this apartment building. All the lights are off except this one big window. The lights are on. And I see two young ladies dancing and kissing. (laughs) (laughs) So I go, oh, this is interesting. As I walk by, I just keep my eyes on there. Did did your pace slow a little bit? (laughs) The pace is slow just a tad. And then she's up there on the second floor. And uh, next thing you know, the shirt comes off. I said, whoa. So, which like was there one better looking than the other? Are they both all right? Or? I I thought they as I said I was pretty drunk yeah. and uh, I was texting you the play by play. You were. I said they were both in decent shape and they were female. You said, that, you said that they were kissing. You said that was all that counted for That's you at the time. Count. So then I uh, oh come on. <laughs> uh, so then next thing I know. Uh, they're really making out and then they sit on the bed but they're like straddling each other so I can still see what's going so on. So this is the bedroom you can see into. This is, I have a feeling it was maybe a studio apartment. Got it. And so now they're really going crazy and really going at it and I'm like, whoa, so now my pace is slowed even more. Yeah. Then the one girl lays down and then I see the other girl and I don't know if she slipped under some covers but I just see some massive munching going on really? i'm talking the heads fucking going crazy wow. so i see the knees look, pop up look like a dog with a new bone really shaking yeah. it yeah wow it looks like uh, a Man. dog who hadn't eaten for a while and you Man. gave him a dish with a little bit of spaghetti sauce left on it and he's just going to town you on know it. what they say never interrupt a dog when he's eating that's right uh so now i'm hiding behind a tree 
Bushman, would you have stopped to watch? Of course. There it is. I would have doubted if I saw Bushman in there. <laughs> uh, he comes out with like a glass of orange juice. Yeah, and then uh, and then it appeared, and then they uh, most. I think one of them came, and then they fucking must have laid down because I couldn't see him anymore. How long was this whole thing? I mean, how long was I texting with you? Five, five minutes. Five to ten, I would say. Yeah, maybe five to ten. And then you saw something even uh, almost not equally as crazy, but pretty crazy. I saw as I'm walking, I see a sign uh, outside of a parking garage in an apartment complex, and I it says Skinny Dip auditions. Go to parking space number 16 and look for the dog statue. And so I said, well, maybe I'll go and audition for the skinny dip. <laughs> is this just to skinny dip or is this a movie or you don't know? No idea. I was, But I was willing to find out. You were in a mood. You were looking for <laughs> looking for things. <laughs> yeah. You coming off a of Garrison Keillor show. Uh, I just saw two chicks getting it on you and now to re- it's skinny dip time. You wanted to reestablish the lowbrow nature. <laughs> yeah. You felt like you'd been cleansed a bit. I had to wash the highbrow off of me. <laughs> so I go there and uh, there's nothing there. I like I, I did see a hot girl pull in to parking spot number 16. She got out. She was driving a BMW. Hot girl. But then disappeared and then I looked through the apartment complex and there was no lights on anywhere. So you think you'd been had or you just missed it. I think it was earlier in the day. That's too bad. And it's one of my biggest regrets that I missed out of the Skinny Dip audition. <laughs> Maybe we should check to see if there's any more auditions at that place yeah. uh, in the future. So uh, if you're wearing your thrift store suit and tie and you're walking home <laughs> at 1230 at night, you're getting, maybe getting some little adventures. Man, what a night. What a night. What a night. Uh, a I song. found a cause. We've done a lot of... Uh, I, by the way, I think we should just spread these shout-outs now that the moratorium started. We can do them from here to eternity. I, know. I looked, and I, I didn't even bring mine because I literally... We, I might I mean, have over 100. And I don't want to do so, them all at one Yeah, you know, And I'm so. getting more as time. Thank you to everybody yeah, that thank you emailed so much. and said they enjoyed the Steve O'Neill episode. Uh, a guy in Australia... Is he's thinking of writing a short story based on Steve O'Neill's adventures and uh, gold panning with homeless people. By all means, but we've done a lot of uh, a lot of horseshit on this show over the years. Is that or, including the other show too? Yeah, you realize that the two of these shows they've only been done for less than two years. I know combined. it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on. But out I there. stumbled across a cause on the Ethernet, and I, you know, a lot of times you see a cause and you're like, "What can I do to help that?" There's really nothing I can do. You know, you can think about something or yeah. or like a charity. You're like, you know, you're like, I don't have a lot of money. I can't really, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to donate to. I saw something very easily, very easy to help this kid out. I read an article. This kid's 13 years old. Okay. Has a form of cancer called like mitochondrial can- cancer. All where right. it's like cells are attacking his own it. body. This kid can't get out of, I think he can't leave his house. He, said he a can't lot, leave his house? No. He said a lot of days he doesn't even want to get out of bed. Jesus. Thirteen? You got to wait till you're thirty-eight to get those days. This kid's thirteen. It's fucking sad as fuck. Yeah. This kid loves birthday cards for some reason, and all he wants is for people to send him birthday cards. Says it gives him inspiration, gives him hope. I like it. It went viral. He lives in Arizona. I guess it went viral in Arizona. He wanted to spread further. I saw a random thing on Twitter. I got the guy's address. I'm gonna send this guy a birthday card because I think he deserves it. Yeah. His birthday's in late August. Guess who my birthday's in late August? So I'm going to send it to him now. He's trying to get, I think, over 10,000. I think he has like 5,000. I don't know how many he has. Yeah. 
His name's, if you want to send one out there. I'm sending one, and guess what I'm sending? I'm sending one with titties on it. If you want, you can do that. 13-year-old kid likes some titties. <laughs> I know that. I was going to tell people to keep it highbrow. But... Hey, but you know what? <laughs> what? Why deprive this? He's 13. I've been 13. You know what? I want to 13. I want titties. And maybe his parents will understand because, you know, it's, yeah. it's times probably. Or I'll get him one of those classy ones with the thong that's, that's really wedged between the butt cheeks. That's probably better. Okay. So his name is Jacob, spelled, you know, traditional way. Priestley. P-R-I-E-S-T. Jacob Priestley? Like Jason Priestley. Yeah. P-R-I-E-S-T-L-E-Y. P.O. Box 855. Queen Creek. Two words. Arizona 85142. Should All right. repeat if you, it? No. If you didn't get it, you can look it up on the internet. Or you can just rewind this and listen to that again. Yeah. So uh, I'm sending. I encourage everyone out there. Send this guy a fucking birthday card. Why not? Doesn't It costs you what? $3 in the stamp? I might make him one. I might draw those titties. <laughs> I had drawn titties. Do whatever you want. Just send the, He just wants fucking cards. I might order a Babes of Dungaria birthday card. I might send him a strippogram to the P.O. box and tell her to wait there until his mother comes and gets it. And bring her I home. might send him a present on top of the card. Really? Could, <laughs> yeah, I might mail him a rabbit. could send him stickers. Yeah, I should. I'm sure they'll love that. They're like, hey, this card has titties on it, and there's stickers that say Boner City. Um, so that's out of the way. Now we can talk about a true American fraud piece of shit. I'm talking about an Eric Heights fat guy biking across you America. Told, you told me you had some breaking news. Update, ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. Hold on a second. <laughs> for a Danish and O'Neill update. If you haven't been following this story or you're a new listener, I saw a guy left a review who came from the Burr Kreischer show, said he listened to the Steve O'Neill episode, left us a review. Thank you, by the way. Said it was one of the best podcasts he's heard in a long time. All right. Thank well, you as well. You're about to be caught up, my friend. But if you don't know uh, who Eric Heitz is, he's a 500-pound man whose uh, wife got so sick of him being fat, not losing the weight, that she divorced him, and he said, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to ride across America on my bicycle to prove that I love you. I think it was also, uh, he didn't have a fucking job. Yeah. He wasn't contributing at all to the household. It was a lot. There was a lot of things in there. So instead of going out and getting a job, he said, I'm going to ride a bike, and within the first mile, he had blown up all of his tires. (laughs) But he did. Last I checked in on him, he was in Texas. But, but, did he, but did he ride his bike there or did he get a ride? But there's a, he does a lot. He also of, left a year. I think we started on this story a year ago. It's been a while. And I every time I look at the Facebook, he re, the fans are starting to really splinter. Because every day it's a lot of bitching. It's, it's raining. It's this. It's that. My bike, my bike seat's messed up. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's you a, fucking it, and so people are like, hey, man, stop with the excuses and get out there. People are like, you don't know what's good for him. You be quiet. We need oh to support Eric in his time of need. That's all we need is another guy who's fucking getting people to argue online. It's fucking ridiculous. So the other day, I look at Eric's page, and lo and behold... Here's what I see. A word from Eric. So, there's Eric right there. Eric Heights. (laughs) So, some have asked me to do a written version of my announcement. I did in my video. So, here it is. We were dealing with extreme heat while in Texas. 
Even a trainer died in the heat while we were there. Oh, what? Whose trainer? His trainer died in the heat? And it died. This guy died in the heat. Or is this just some fucking other guy, completely unrelated, in Texas, who was a personal trainer, died in the heat? Think he was an elephant trainer. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we were truly not ready for that heat and humidity. We were, he says, jot, J-O-T, I believe he meant not. We were not financially prepared, nor were we medically prepared. After some crazy hot days, even the AC would not beat. We decided it was too dangerous. Wait, even the AC? So he's saying even air conditioning couldn't cool him down. But he was on and a bike. Was, but he wasn't even riding those days. No. So he's saying wherever we're staying, air conditioner sucked. Couldn't. We couldn't cool me down. We decided it was too dangerous for Maddie and us to continue this path. I don't know who Maddie is. I don't think it's his wife. I don't know whoever it is. So I spoke with my coach. He is a coach. He is a coach. <laughs> ah, what the fucking coach? My trainer. <laughs> he is a trainer. He's driving a mile and a half per day. My doctor. Oh, my God. What is this? What is this? The Tour de France? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Are you serious? You have a trainer, a coach. You're all you. What does he tell you to do? All right. Just push down on those fucking pedals. That's it. Keep it's riding ri- a bike. You're not looking for, you're not trying to win a competition. Two words, Eric. Keep riding. Uh, my friends and decided that we should go to a cooler area. Work on my medical, dental, finances. Wait, what? <laughs> work on my medical, my dental, and my finances? Sponsors. Donors. Oh, my God. And plan to get set right to get our health right and find out why I'm not losing weight like I should. Oh, what? you don't need that way to get your medical done. You know what? Because when people are looking, you're cramming your face with fucking Twinkies. He's still smoking cigarettes, still drinking soda. I'm sure, I guarantee you, all he pounds all day to stay hydrated is Gatorade, which is worse than fucking pop. He says, even though I'm putting in the work and the diet. Oh, classic fucking bullshit excuse. Whether you believe it or not, he spelled weather wrong. We are eating clean and cooking our own food. Mostly eating veg and proteins. Skipping most of the rest. I don't know what that means. Yeah, something tells me the most of the rest, the stuff that he is allowing in, is terrible for you. So we will be in Indiana, where he's from, for a minimum of a month. I'll be doing my own boot camp, working out, riding, seeing the doctors to get things right. Guess whose money he's using to see those doctors, yeah, ladies and he's gentlemen. He's using all those people who were stupid enough to fucking fund this idiotic adventure. Um, this is then, the Fat Sidon adventure. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And then uh, blah, 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 I'll be working out sponsors, donors, etc. to get everything <laughs> taken care of God. and stocked up before heading back out so I can push the very hard the last half of this trip. Hey, this is a, a cross country one shot. This isn't fucking go home. <laughs> Let's go back. Go here. <laughs> go there. Your trip is done. You fucking quit, my friend. It's over. Also, he didn't stop smoking cigarettes. No. He didn't stop drinking pop. No. He's pounding Gatorade nonstop. He claims, what's he cooking in? He lives in a fucking motel. What are they cooking on? A hot plate? I guarantee he's eating fucking ramen noodles. He's eating fucking cheese, mac and cheese. Yeah, you can cook it yourself. It's still fucking horse shit. Cup of noodles. Uh, we will be making changes to the RV and getting it ready for the desert. Getting ready for the desert? What? <laughs> gonna put sand in. How beat up is this fucking RV that you're oh, driving in? I'm sure a real Dude, piece. There's people that live in Texas. This guy couldn't even pass through it. Supplies for the bike and health. I'll be getting testing done to see if I'm insulin resistant. Insulin This guy's looking for every fucking excuse. If I am, that's a big reason I would not be losing like I should be. 
So we will oh be pushing this month again. You know what, dude? <laughs> Give, just fuck it. Everybody, who the fuck is sponsoring this guy? Idiots. Idiots. I think he has businesses, too. Dude, if this, you, guy is, this guy is the Bernie Madoff of, of fat, <laughs> fat-burning bicyclists. <laughs> if you gave a dime to this guy, <laughs> you gave way too much. You've been duped. You need to fucking... Yeah. You need to admit you were wrong. Some people are still sticking by him. This asshole is like, how can I milk this even fucking more? How can I fucking rape the generosity of people even more? Oh, at this point, he's milked the others to every drop. He's milking the prostate now to see what else he can bring out of it. Yeah, every udder is just fucking, (laughs) it's filled with nothing. It's just stuck together. Dust coming out like his fucking RV. Oh, and there's calluses on those udders from how hard his fucking sausage fingers were pulling on it. He says, so we will be pushing this month to get everything. Who is the we? Him and his wife? It's his fucking team. Oh, it's, it's his, his team? coach, his team, trainer, team his Heist? doctor, his RV driver, his fucking wife that left him until she realized that people were giving you money for doing nothing. Oh, wait, there's five seconds of fame in this. Eric, get back here. <laughs> I'm going to chase you down on my sun, sunburn. So we will be pushing this month to get everything ready to get back out to Dallas to continue and finish this. It's over, Heights. You're done, bitch. Dude, dude, he acts like he's crossing the surface of Mars. Like it's never been done before. He's got to gear up. We got to go back and get our fucking gear tech. Dude, a ton of people live in fucking Texas and ride their bike. Lance Armstrong trained in Texas. For every granted, he was on whatever he, he was, was on. doping. Lance yeah, Armstrong's but, a piece of shit. But I'm saying Liar. there are people who work out hard in Texas. Yeah, there are colleges in Texas. There's yeah. pro football teams in Texas. Yeah, some of our best high school football teams in the country are in Texas. There's people in Mexico that are working 12 hours a day during <laughs> in, daylight hours in Texas, and then walk back yeah. to Mexico. Jesus Christ! So uh, I got news for you, dude. There's there, there's no secret to why you're not losing weight. Okay. You're eating like shit still because you don't know what a healthy diet is. And you're fucking, you're, you're not riding fast enough, man. And you're drinking fucking sugar. He said, uh, it's this, there's silver linings. He says, I'll be happy to do some riding with people here in Indiana also. So if you're- <laughs> people in Indiana, as a fellow Indiana native, we don't want to ride with you. <laughs> I think they should close the borders to this motherfucker. He says, if you have ideas for fundraising or sponsors, please message okay. me. <laughs> you- I have an idea, Eric. How about you shut the fuck up, quit this fucking ride like you already have, and stay home yeah. and ride a goddamn stationary bike at your gym until you can handle, and then you start over. Do not pass go 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 back to the fucking east coast if you want to say that you rode cross country because breaking it up in parts is not doing it go back to your fucking mobile home go get a job at chick-fil-a they'll give you real healthy meals over there on your fucking break make your fucking eight dollars an hour shut the fuck up contribute to your wife's income and just be happy that you fucking Anyone even listens to you at all anymore. He says, we want to finish this trip so we can start doing things to help other organizations and individuals who need it. Help other people. You want to help other fucking people? Get out of <laughs> here. Yeah, because your ride's gone so fucking swimmingly Dude, that other organizations, is... I think Breast Cancer Walks, want you to fucking help heights because you're such a fucking logistical fucking <laughs> machine. This guy <laughs> is unbelievable. He found uh, the tool where he doesn't have to, he, all he has to do is make money by riding one mile a day. That's it. And he is just fucking raping society. He's, uh, he's like, who needs those African kids for 10 cents a day when you can give me more money and I can do by far less than anyone? Oh he God. says, we want to use this to get us productive and helpful. 
Uh, but I have to finish what I started to show that I am not, he spells it quieter, a quitter. You fucking, you, you had a year to do this. And I, you're, you're going back to Indiana. You only made it to Texas. You're going back to Indiana. By the way, he went back, I think, once already. He claimed for like family yeah, remember, No, Remember one time it got real cold? So he's like, I'm going ahead and sell. He's got, he's a million excuses. He said, I am not a fraud. <laughs> Anybody that has to say I'm not a fraud is the biggest fucking fraud ever. I'm out. I am out here making an honest effort to retake my life. I will and have been doing it. Sure, I have problems, but who doesn't in life? I w- <laughs> dude. You know who else is a fr- who says I'm not a fraud? Everybody that's ever been arrested for fucking fraud. He, he says I just share it with the world while most of you keep it secret from your neighbors. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! You're sharing it with the world. You're too- yeah, you have no choice. Here now, here he's lashing out at the haters. You wanted to be part of this journey, and I hope you continue. I will be auctioning off some of my art projects soon. Ah, along with- his <laughs> art projects. Ah, I gotta get some of these. What a fucking idiot! It's a shit splattered tiny whiteies. It's just oh, look, it's a sunset with two pins <laughs> in each side, holding it up on a canvas. Even better, he's auctioning off his jersey. His disgustingly what ju- sweaty you fucking jersey. Smelly. What the fuck are you talking about? It's got nothing but fucking chocolate stains on it and fucking barbecue sauce. Your wife's fucking tit perfume. Uh, this guy, I could see Guy Fieri contributing to this guy's campaign. He wants to know, should I just auction my jersey? He doesn't mean, oh, well, he, he oh, said, he's like, tell me my artwork's great. Please, guys. I mean, I don't want to do it, but and, I will. When did he start doing the artwork? Has he always done art or did he just start oh, doing actually, art no, on this not, journey? I apologize. That's not what this question is. It's should I just should I just auction my jersey or should I mount it in a shadow box? <laughs> shadow <laughs> like box. Shadow box. This guy. Hey, where are they going to retire your jersey? Where are they going to hang it up? Where are they going to hang your fucking jersey They're up? They're going to haul his bike up to the fucking dude, top of a trash heap. Next time you go to a Dairy Queen in Indiana, look for his fucking jersey hanging from the rafters. By are the you way, kidding me? If this somebody, guy wants to put it in a shadow if box. If somebody out there could win the bidding <laughs> and, and take either a picture with his jersey or send it to oh. us, we would love to take a shit on it yeah. and post it on Facebook. I will, take a, I will wipe my asshole and video it and I'll put it on Instagram and we'll message him and say hey thanks for your jersey came in handy more good news everybody once I find a good a chain- shadow box a shadow box what is he fucking is he insane thinks he's a hero shadow boxing when I heard you on the radio Dude, I'll tell you what that shirt's already seen enough shadows in its day <laughs> every time this guy was fucking standing but near it <laughs> Uh, he's good news here, everybody. He says, once I find a good chain breaker, we are making some cool keychains to sell and give away too with donations. Wait, he's he's on the search for a good chain breaker. A good chain breaker to so make some keychains. He's gonna make keychains out of his bicycle chain. No idea. Wait, what is the? I like how he's like. What? How long does it take to find a good chain breaker with this guy? Probably years. <laughs> And it, you know he wants it for free. You can buy a fucking go to the store. You know buy he a wants fucking it, chain breaker. You know he wants it for free. Uh, I we, like how. What is there a bad chain breaker out there? He said we're trying to get this figured out to get a bit more self sufficient, or to at least be able to give something back with each personal sponsor. Let me know your ideas on this. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm not quitting, and I'm getting the help I need to make more significant and lasting physical changes. Rather than struggling and failing on the road, we need to do this right. 
Here he gives his PayPal account, of course, because he wants money. <laughs> to support the ride, please include an address for a keychain for any donation of $10 or more. It costs you more than $10 for one of this guy's fucking wow. bullshit keychains. Also, let me know I sh- how I should handle my infamous fat guy jersey by shoving it up your fucking asshole yeah. and staying wow. in Indiana. By wearing it and then just riding off of a cliff. So it's funny you mentioned uh, his diet because I found this a while ago and I've been waiting to but drop this bombshell on you. This guy goes, okay, so this guy's like, I, I'm not making any progress on the road. I'm just going to go home to where I made no progress for 40 fucking years. Yeah, to, re- to revamp. And what's the tell me his diet? He's not. I don't know uh, if I'm prepared so he, for this. Here's the secret. This is his secret diet. This is what he's published that he's been eating. No, but Eric Heitz wrote a book oh, years man. ago that I think's been re-released before the bike ride. I believe it was. The date on here says August second, two thousand sixteen, but there's reviews, so it's already been out. I think it's re. It's a re-releasing because of this ride. Are you sure? Yeah. Or do you think he wrote it while it's he was reviewed. on the road? No, it's reviewed. No, I know, but he's been on the road for a long time. But how could it come out in August, which hasn't happened? Oh, August 20th. Okay. I thought you'd say The book is called... Wait for it. Everybody loves ramen. <laughs> Recipes, <laughs> stories, games, fun facts about the noodles you love. What? The f- By Eric Heitz. You fucking motherfucker. <laughs> you know this motherfucker's eating ramen on the road. Talk about, you're going to, f- what the fuck, no wonder you're not losing any fucking weight. Ramen is the worst thing in the world for you. It's all fucking salt. What a fucking asshole. How, how much shit is there to talk about ramen, first of all? First reviewer, two stars. Nobody loves heart disease. Uh, that's the title of the review. Uh it said one should should in general judge a book irrespective of its author, but in this case, it might be worth noting that the author is a 500-pound man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, he ought to team up with Barbara from 60 Days In to write another fucking book a about, where, about her losing her horse and this guy eating it. A 500-pound <laughs> Struggling to lose. But eating ramen. <laughs> There's more to that one. Uh, the second review, one star. Almost all well, re- almost all really. recipes are found on other websites. Just a different name for it. <laughs> this guy just pulled from other websites. Maybe one ingredient left out so it doesn't look like it was copied. <laughs> uh, one star. Don't waste your money. Just a bunch of recipes copied from the internet. Don't waste your money. Recipes are also high in sodium and not particularly healthy. <laughs> so this is not Eric Heitz's first run uh, go around trying to make cash man. off anything he can. And, the, uh, this is guy's the lowest of the low, man. Everybody loves ramen. Clever name because everybody loves Raymond was the show. Yeah, but I, I guarantee you he'd never put those two together. <laughs> you think it was just a coincidence? <laughs> real, real big coincidence. Ah, uh, so unbelievable. Real unbelievable news. This guy's a bottom feeder. Just, and I can't believe that people, you know what? There's so many worthwhile causes that you can contribute to <laughs> that will genuinely affect people's lives. And you're pouring it into this fucking guy. I mean, there's people whose lives could be changed dramatically by even a few hundred dollars in other countries. Send a birthday card to this kid. 
At least he fucking, he's trying to just live every day as best as he can. This guy's fucking. Eric Heitz made choices, like eating ramen every day of his fucking life. And marrying a woman who was going to leave him and then get back when he had five minutes of fame. And he's probably going to leave him again once this wears off. Oh. And his jersey gets sold on the shadow box for $14 to the highest bidder, which very well could be. This guy thinks he's a fucking superstar. I, hope he, cor- I hope he corners Nick and Nate Diaz in their upcoming fights. Oh, yeah, right. Diaz brothers. Have some fucking dignity. They wouldn't allow this piece Speak, of shit in there. Speaking of MMA, um, I was at the comedy store. Uh, I was doing my usual uh, 1245 uh, or around 1 o'clock spot. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people in the audience. Uh, you know, it was a handful, though. They were they were uh, small. But this there was, was a, two weeks ago? Yeah, they were a decent crowd, though. I see a guy sitting up close. Uh, not in the front row, but like, you know, where they like, the you know, like three... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. Usually, yeah, so they're there. It's a guy and a girl. The guy's got full tat sleeves. And uh, I asked him a question. I heard a thick Irish accent. I said, are you Irish? The guy said he was. I said, if you like, I asked him if you like Connie Mack, Connie McGregor. Told me he's trained with him. Really? And so. What's the inside scoop? So I, I was doing crowd work on this guy, but also could tell the rest of the crowd really could care less about me and his, uh, yeah. our, our MMA talk. But who cares? It's 12. No, I know, but I was, I was trying to talk to him, but also keep everyone else kind of involved. Yeah. In, in hindsight, I made a few mistakes because I do not know if this guy really truly ever did train <clears throat> with Connie Mack. I could have done a better job, but, uh, I asked, I, as the set went on, I would turn to him and real quick, ask a question, rapid fire, to see if he would answer, to see if he was lying. And uh, I, the story kind of checks out. I did check Connie Mack's training, like his immediate team. He's not one of those guys. Yeah, but maybe he just trained with yeah. him at a gym. So he had a full sleeves and a back piece, I asked, because he had a ton of tats. So that he, he passed on that. MMA tats okay. were there. Uh, smoking hot lady with him. Uh, that doesn't prove anything, but it could show that he, you know, he, he kicks some ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, he has a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, according to him. Uh, I asked what happened with the Nate Diaz fight. He said he was drinking beer two weeks before the fight. Connie Mack, he claims, was uh, not taking it serious. A little, little drinking. Mm, I don't buy it. And uh, <clears throat> so that was that. But you want to know who's a legit fighter who follows Danish and O'Neill on Twitter, listens to this podcast, and by as a matter of fact, said next time I'm in America, I'd like to train with O'Neill because I have some techniques that could kill a mountain lion. I would love, yes, that would be awesome. This is Stuart He-Man Austin. He's a 10-2 and fighter in Bama in England. Yeah, Bama's a great organization. I think they have more than one champ. He's a heavyweight champ. Is he really? He did a champ versus champ fight in Bama. Unfortunately, he lost. It was his last fight. But Stuart, we still got your fucking back. Wear that belt proudly. You're the Danish and O'Neill MMA correspondent, I believe. He's our first sponsored fighter. (laughs) We were sponsored by the Danish and O'Neill. He had some fights in Bellator a few years back. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, but I, I watched a highlight reel. He likes judo, a lot of throws in his repertoire. Ooh, judo under underutilized in the MMA game. In one of his punches, he Superman punched this fat motherfucker so hard in the face and dropped this guy and hit him just so clear in the fucking dome. So, uh, yeah, Stuart He-Man Austin. He-Man, I the, like it. The Bama heavyweight champ, a Danish and O'Neill fan. No clue how he found us. Dude, I would like, oh, so here's what I would like. If it's, I would like to trade with him, but I would like to go as hard as I could possibly go. But he he just blocks or goes very soft on me just to see 
what he would grade my skill set. Could I come in with yes. absolutely no training and see what he grades my skill set? If or maybe, like. maybe have him watch me swim in a pool and, and grade that as my application. Because a guy like this, I could go full bore and he would probably block everything or it wouldn't hurt him. This guy's got a belt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could go in there and he... He, this guy is at the level where I could go full bore and he could go at like 20% and still just fuck around. He, uh, yeah, if, if you want, watch. I'll send you his highlight reel on YouTube. I'd Stuart He-Man Austin, everybody. Look him up. 10 and 2. Bama. Heavyweight champ. That's right, motherfuckers. And he tweets. He, he says he wants to train O'Neal in the U.S. Maybe O'Neal will take you on a night hike, Stuart. <laughs> Yeah, just well, two guys talking, <laughs> just guy talk up there in two, the woods. Just two guys hunting a mountain lion with their bare heads. And you may rape O'Neal. You could. Whoa. O'Neal would hey, fight you. don't put to- those thoughts <laughs> in his head. I'm to bring my bear mace. Sticking on MMA, a uh, friend of the show, a lot of people have been asking us, where's GSP been? He's getting, He's been busy. He's getting, it sounds like he's going to be back to fight. He's it's, leaning towards it. Yeah. But uh, he recently, he hit me up today and said that he wants to start something new. He told me what it was. I, it was. This is all me, him, and Barb on an email chain. I said, GSP, you've been nothing but gracious with your time for us. Yeah. Anything you want, we're game for. So he sent me this. It's a little long. I think it's like two minutes and 30 seconds, but I, I listened to it. I think everyone's going to like it. It's all the right. start of a new thing. Here it is. GSP called me today. He was gracious enough to uh, pre-record this and send it to us. So here we go. Bonjour, Danish and O'Neill fans. This is uh, George St. Pierre, uh, world-renowned lover of women, of course. Uh, computer spray. I love kitty litter, dinosaurs, denim shorts, and uh, wearing that UFC championship belt around my waist at all times. And uh, I would like to welcome you to the first ever edition of the GSPBC. That is the George St. Pierre Book Club. And uh, everyone always asks me, George, uh, what are you reading lately? We know you love to read, and uh, you read very intellectual books. So uh, the first book I'm going to review is called uh, Jurassic Farts, A Spotter's Guide. It's by uh, P.U. Ripley and Evan Palmer. A quick uh, description of the book is uh, takes place in prehistoric times, obviously. It's about dinosaurs. Don't be uh, an idiot. And uh, this is uh, during that time when uh, beautiful, majestic, sexy dinosaurs walked the earth. And uh, though long extinct, uh, one important question has always remained. Did dinosaurs fart? And the answer is, you bet. I mean, come on. Uh, From the booming Brachiosaurus to the terrible tooting T-Rex. This book's not only very humorous, it uh, also includes stats on the, the funniest dinosaur farts. But also, it gives you the uh, sound effects that go with them. You just push the button on the uh, battery-powered fart machine and let it rip. I must say, this book uh, really tickled my funny bone. It uh, was full of twists and turns. I never knew uh, what was going to come on the next page. It was uh, very nuanced and uh, whimsical. It really uh, brought out the inner child and GSP. And uh, I shared this book with my best friend, David Loazzo. And uh, my trainer, Faraz, and everyone at uh, TriStar Gym where I train, everybody got a big kick out of the dinosaur farts. And uh, I will have to give this uh, five UFC belts plus five denim shorts plus five kitty litter 
and the 100 computer spray. This edition of GSPBC has been sponsored by uh, Fresh Step Extreme Kitty Litter. It, uh, I have tried it. It gives you a really clean high, very beautiful. And also by uh, Blow Off Duster. It is great to clean your keyboard, but even better to uh, to huff and have a good time, listen to some trance and uh, EDM music. So for the uh, first ever edition of GSPBC, my name is George St. Pierre. Bonjour and enjoy all their books okay wow that's uh that is first of all though i have some questions about the it's impossible to prove any of these fart sounds uh that's that's you saying that i mean it's written by a man (laughs) named pu ripley yeah and he gave his stats on amazon said he's i I believe a fartologist who's who's been (laughs) this is a real book no i'm sure it is (laughs) And it, it says it's been his knowledge has been used in jurisdictions all over the world. <laughs> jurisdictions all over the world. <laughs> if anyone knows P. Ripley, which obviously isn't the guy's real name, or the guy who illustrated it was the second guy's name, we would love to talk to these guys. They sound like yeah. they know how to party. We'll be looking to get some authors on the show. By the way, uh, it seems like this farting like kids book is a real trend because... There's all sorts of farting books like this, but they're not yeah. all written by the same people. No, there's a ton of them. Yeah, kids love farts. I all the reviews were big praise for like my 11 year old loves this, my five year old really loves these farts. <laughs> what kid doesn't love a fart? One lady if you have said, a kid who doesn't laugh at a fart, that kid's gonna grow up to be a sociopath or a communist. Even communists laugh behind closed doors at farts. <laughs> One lady said, I bought this for my nephew. He loves it, but I'm afraid uh, my sister, his mother, does does not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe people don't like farts. <laughs> Whoa, there was a sample. Was that a plesiosaur? That was. That was. Wow, that was an impressive one. George St. Pierre, I'm excited to hear That's, where this book club. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Nick Diaz will get in some things he likes to read. I know well, we'll they often see. compete. We'll uh, see. Well, you never know. He's uh he, Bushman. I, I think I think uh I think Nick Diaz would be an audiobook man. Bushman, did you did you happen to re- <laughs> did you read uh, what was it called? Oh, Jurassic Farts, Bushman. Have you read? <laughs> you forget Jurassic Farts. Have you read that book, Bush? Of course. There you have it. He's read yeah, it. Of course, he's read it. Did you enjoy it, Bush? Of course. Uh, anything else for Bush while we have him here, Bush? Uh, some people may. Uh, some of our listeners are older, a little senile. If you have any advice that you want to give, could you give it to him again? In my books, you never turn a blue job down. Are you serious? Of course. All right. Okay. That's not a joke. <laughs> I mean, Bush, he's, he's got, he's, he's an author. He's got books in his books. That is true. What do you think they're called? <laughs> of course. Zumba farts. <laughs> of course one. <laughs> of course, fucking volume two. The of course book. Of course, volume three. <laughs> man. It's getting crazy, man. It is getting crazy. Getting I got crazy a question time. for the listeners. Yeah, fuck you, Bert. I would like to get the guy on that said "fuck you." Can we find him? I would. That'd be a great kind of interview. What were you thinking when you said? Because it's probably one of the greatest "fuck yous" in uh, in movie history. Were you? Did you really hate Steven Seagal from Offset? Did he do something that bothered you? Were you channeling that rage? I could see. Yeah, when you said "fuck you," because it, it's it's one of the most well delivered "fuck yous" of all time. Fuck you. Because the question anybody's seen Richie's asked with such aggression. But yes. the fuck you is thrown with even more aggression, which is what I really appreciate about it. 
it was it was genuine i got some stories here how much time we got we're almost up by the way there's a new show on tlc i think we need to talk about barbara sent this to me she knows we're a fan of uh the tlc's programming and uh, there's a new show, the 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 Freak Show Network. Let's see. Let's go over what have they what shows have they made the money over the years? Little People, Big World. Uh, it's a family of little people with some full size children. Uh, the Little People, one's a doctor and the other's a businessman. One they had uh, they've had like one offs of the guy with lobster claw hands. Uh, they've had Honey Boo Boo. The uh, Duggars, John, John and Kate Plus Eight, all ended. All of these have ended in disaster. So you're sitting in the boardroom. Every Let's, one of these shows has ended in divorce or uh, some sort of huge family turmoil, as Bushman would say. Of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're sitting in the TLC boardroom, going around. What haven't we done, everybody? Somebody sticks their hand up. They have an idea. They even did. Uh, they did conjoined twins. Ladies and gentlemen, TLC's newest series. My giant life. Wait, what? Is giantism? This is a woman, uh, one of the stars, professional volleyball player Haley, six foot seven. <laughs> Jesus. She wants to marry Brian, but she worries that her old man, also six seven, might not accept her five foot eight boyfriend uh, <laughs> because of the on. eleven inch height difference. Dude, this does not look. TLC has dropped the ball on this. How can he, you're trying to top yourself each time, and now you're going with something. You want to do an 11-inch fucking height difference show? She said, my dad expected me to marry me marry someone taller than me. Yeah, than where me, are you going to find that? And make like super babies. And so when I brought Brian around, my dad joked that I was ruining the gene pool. I don't think he was joking much. <laughs> so what is the show? What's this show about? Uh... There's nothing, there's nothing here. Haley just wants her father's permission to marry this short-statured suitor. Uh, among the co-stars, the other co-stars, six-foot-nine actress and former wrestler Lindsay. She got a new headshot. I, I, no offense to this lady, but it's hard to get work as a six-foot-nine actress. Well, uh, I guarantee you're the only one out there. So She's searching for it. her father. And uh, another volleyball She could play Wilt Chamberlain in a movie, maybe. <laughs> And another volleyball player named Colleen, who's looking for love at 6'6". Six, six. Uh, Haley, the first lady, and her boyfriend, the 5'8 guy, go just, to, they that. go to the beach in the, fir- in the, in like the yeah. teaser clip on the story, and the guy stands up on, like, you know, most beaches have that, like, wall between, you know, the boardwalk and the yeah. sand. He stands up on that to oh kiss her, God. and he's, like, still almost not Dude, at her face. <laughs> what, they drop, this is, what's, there's nothing here, man. I think maybe all the, the the they're getting a lot of lash back. I yeah, they've, they've decided to give up on the Duggars of the world and the fucking honey boo boos. Like, but that was your bread and butter. That's your gold. No one gives a fuck about an eleven inch height difference. Maybe they're like, who are the freakiest of the freaks? The tall women. Cause there's not many of them. <sighs> Dude, get out of here. There's nothing, man. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> How do you go from conjoined twins to this horseshit? If you were single. Would you have sex with a six foot ten woman? No. You don't think you could handle it? I just there's no way. <laughs> six foot ten woman? No. I couldn't. So, hey, sorry, just not my style. But you could fulfill a lifelong dream of going up on her by having her stand up and eating that pussy, just training. You might get a stiff neck. I have no desire. It's not on my bucket list. You know who would do it? 
The bush. <laughs> yeah. The bush. All he's had is uh, huge ladies. That's the problem is that woman who's six foot six at the end of the story who's looking for love. She wouldn't accept the bush man as <laughs> no. a potential suitor. But he produced a child who's six foot nine. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that his lady was like was like six foot one. I think he does like domination. He's a small guy. Yeah. And I think he just likes a woman who's going to suffoca- <laughs> suffocate him with her beaver. Just fucking just drown him. <laughs> drown him in titties. <laughs> just death by titty drowning. <laughs> drowning. He's like, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe no more. <laughs> drowning Drown. in titties, the Bushman Chronicles. Yeah. Maybe the guy in Australia would, can write a oh short God. story about him drowning in titties. I would love to watch Bushman standing on a bucket, <laughs> fucking a, a six foot ten woman doggy style. Just I picture like him pants around the ankles, all layers, because he wears three, four layers of, of pants. I picture him standing on like a like a a store sized. Like a ice cream store size, like vat of ice cream that's melting all over his floor. Yeah, <laughs> and using that to fuck. Uh, no, no, he's got to stand on like a five gallon bucket of detergent, or even like one of those like green drums, like they put outside of like toxic waste dumps, like <laughs> a big barrel. Maybe he's. What if we are, he's on the water and he's doing the log roll while this, he's fucking? This could be his dream of fucking in the tree. Maybe maybe this is the lady that he fucked in the tree in the order six, to get a blowjob. Six foot ten lady swinging into her and that mouth. Was just right. At, he he could have put a boner right into her eye socket. Yeah, probably knocked the tooth loose. Could have broken the orbital. Man, that's well. You know, TLC. TLC I'm, I'm glad not, I don't have TLC anymore. I'm not going to be watching this show. We're not missing much. What if I? Uh, I mean, what's the, what's the next show going to be? There's over a 14 inch height difference on this couple. I think uh, maybe large babies. I don't know. They've done it all, man. Uh, you know, a TLC could go off the air, and they have they have a legacy. Their a real legacy. It's secure. I think they should quit while they've already ruined a lot yeah. of lives. They've had like 400 pound babies. They've done 900, 1200 pound people. They've done little people. They've done conjoined twins. They've done pedophiles. They've done it all, man. Nothing more to be done, TLC. <laughs> you might just want to close up shop. By the way, uh, one more story. We can get out of here. I just want to get this. Well, one there up. is a there was, there was what a, there was some some audio sent to me. Oh yeah, some incriminating audio. Can I get through this story Garrison and then we'll Keeler. get to the audio? I don't know if I should play it or not. <laughs> I was told I should not. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe me, you, and Barb should sit down and go over the <laughs> audio. Say. And see, if, we just play. Who knows? I don't. We, I don't know if we need a lawsuit. Yeah. So uh, there's a new Barbara sent me this, and this Eric Heights could do this, and this could be for our listeners. Maybe even you could get into this. It's uh, <laughs> I would never get anything into anything that Eric Heights is in. Well, bike riding. This oh, uh, fuck. This is from Pornhub. Okay. It's brought us Bang Fit, an exercise oh. program meant to make sex into a real workout. Uh, <laughs> So there's a video. No, that, I'm not in. No, <laughs> there's no. a video that goes with. Jesus it. Christ! How lazy are you fucking people getting? Like, hey, let's fuck and get an aerobic workout. I fuck to fuck. I work out to work out. By the way, I almost was killed in the parking lot at the park today. Really? Yeah. Well, this there's a lot of tomfoolery. Side note here: some guys teaching some lady how to drive, and I say lady, thirty-five to forty. So I'm backing She's out. She's got to be foreign, right? Yes. I see them backing out. I'm backing out. I see them slowly driving towards me. Well, instead of hitting the brake, she hits the gas, 
comes right towards me. The guy grabs the wheel. Oh, they boy. jump the curb up a hill and run over some bushes. And now they're stuck like at like a whatever egg degree <laughs> angle this is. Oh my god, forty five degree angle. Jesus. And I look at him and I, I was just not start, expecting the story to go there. Oh yeah, I just start laughing and then they start laughing. Jeez. And I was like, oh, their car is literally. What is that, a 30-degree angle, 40-degree? They're sh- on the bushes. Are you sure it just wasn't like a Mentos commercial pulling a gag? <laughs> I, I wish it was, but nobody got out. Did they start making out? No, because then as I'm leaving, I, I, I see them trying to pull out. Was it and f- they're just ripping the undercarriage of their car, oh. just tearing it apart. They're ripping a fucking bush out of the ground. Was it her foreign father? Like, what are you doing, Nadia? You f- mess up the car. No, it looked like a 40-year-old guy teaching like a 35-year-old woman it's how like to drive. It's like a mail-order bride, and he's like, if you're going to be a, a citizen. Yeah, but there's kids around. There, I mean, there's a lot of parking all over the place. And go, to like a, go to a huge yeah, abandoned <laughs> after-hour parking lot. Fucking assholes. Jesus. So uh, back to the Pornhub. To get started, you visit the site on your computer. You select the number of players that are going to be joining you. Wait. Along with their genders. And you can select between one uh, for a sweaty solo session and three. I like five people. Sweaty solo session? You want to beat it. How how many calories are you going to burn beating it? It says you then sync your phone with your computer by visiting the mobile version of the site, sounds like a lot of this work. This is a ton of fucking work. Which will get a porn clip streaming on your computer and turn your phone into a makeshift fitness tracker. <laughs> so then you... <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's things, as you start fucking, though, you have to get creative and find a way to keep your phone close so, to you, on you, preferably. So you're fucking, and then you're doing... But they're only recording the audio of it? It's like a video. Or they're... Aud- or they're no, rec- you're watching a porn video, I believe. And then your phone is your fitness tracker to show you like your score on this game. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. So the more contact your phone has with you, the better. So it's like you almost have to duct tape this thing like to your dick or like put it around your arm like people run with. It says, as the video describes, you hump along in time with the actors in the porn to score more oh points, which will add up to your final score at the end of your workout. Uh, and, you, and you compete against other people? Don't worry. There's a brand that uh, straps your phone to your waist that's coming soon with a U. So you can uh, use this bang fit. <laughs> the company also suggests using regular old belts to keep your phone in place around your waist. Dude. You know when you hear ideas and somebody goes, oh, that's a great idea. This sounds like the most cobbled together piece of shit idea I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I got news for you, Pornhub. I hope you didn't pour a lot of money into this because this is a horseshit idea. I got uh, I got one last quick why up update. All right. I nearly lost my mind today at this place. I go into the pool area. No one in any of the lanes. Complete empty. That's what I like to see. Yeah. Sunday Fourth af- of July. Sunday almost. afternoon, all to myself. I put my stuff down. I go go all the way back, take my shower because I like to follow the rules. Yeah. I go to the whiteboard. Well, I don't know why you were taking the shower. I go to the whiteboard. You, you got to stop with the shower. I go to the whiteboard where you sign up uh, for what lane you are and for what time you start. And you're supposed to, if it's packed, you can only swim for 30 minutes if people are waiting. But if no one's waiting, you can swim for fucking ten hours for if they, for all you want, if you want. Okay. I like to give myself a five minute cushion because sometimes I swim for thirty five minutes. So I'll say it's one fifteen. I'll put one twenty. 
I put oh, a little, it's a little fudging the numbers. I put a little creative accounting. I put it down, get in the water. I'm putting up adjusting my goggles. I see this little lifeguard. This girl's mother drops her off because I've seen her get dropped off. She goes because over, she has no driver's light, or because she's like under looks, 16. Looks young. She's not under 16. I don't think. <laughs> okay. This is a girl who I've looked at. I'm like, if I were to have a heart attack, there's no way this lady, she's like five foot tall and like a hundred pounds. She should be on a reality show with a six <laughs> foot two man. Uh, I'm like, there's no way she could save my life if it came down to okay. it. And I, I've never seen this lady do anything. Never seems like she wants to be there. Really, she wasn't even working. The, there's, there's a pool, my pool, there's a big pool, and then there's a little shitty small pool for like the families and kids next door. Yeah. But they're like connected by like a little... Uh, walkway where the lifeguards stand, and she was working the other pool. I see the kitty her, pool. I see her come out all the way to the whiteboard. I turn because I'm in the pool right in front of the whiteboard. I see her erase my fucking time. Oh, and there's nobody there. And she takes it back five fucking minutes. Shut I'm going to cue the air raid sirens because this fucking drove me out of my fucking mind. I think in my fucking, this is a goddamn place that allows homeless people. But there's nobody there. No one. I'm just looking out for future fucking events that aren't probably going to happen, but I'm concerned. I want my whole fucking workout. And this lady's taking me back. And it was only five minutes. Only five motherfucking minutes that no one would have come in for. There's homeless people that I see there every fucking day using the showers that I pay to fucking use hepatitis and other fucking diseases. And I'm fucking paying. And you're going to fucking dock me for five uh... fucking minutes, lady? There was a goddamn cockroach allowed to swim freely in that fucking pool until I stepped up like a man and I fucking got it out of there like a goddamn fucking swimming man. None of those Russian communists would do anything about it. Who fucking did it? I did it, and this fucking lady wants to fucking dock me. This is what you take a stand on, YMCA? This is what you choose to fucking hold up the five minutes on your goddamn pool? Why didn't you get out of the pool and erase it and put your time back up? I considered it. Why didn't you? I would have. Oh, I was outraged. This is outrageous behavior. I'm a fucking, I'm a guy just trying to get a good workout in, keep my fucking heart right, keep my titties down. Next time, why don't you, you, I would have written the wrong hour too. I was, (laughs) I I, would have gone an hour up. Guess how many people came in the pool while I was using it? One. Two. And how many lanes are there? There's six. Five minutes. So I fucking got out because I don't want this lady to fucking go crazy and throw me out. By the way, she went back to fucking watching the kiddie pool after I got in the pool and staring at her fucking fingernails and fucking playing with her cuticles the whole, literally her whole fucking time there. Not even guarding lives. And fucking, I get out cause after 30 minutes to read because today I do sprints after I'm done with my workout. I cha- I was going to write with seconds on the thing, but there's not a lot of space there to fucking, oh, this fucking girl. You should write, uh, you should write to the hundredth of a second next time you're there. Jesus Christ. Like Five minutes that you're going to dock me in I a cockroach why, infested yeah, pool. You should have made a goddamn stance, man. Jesus Christ. I would have asked her. Really? Like fucking give me a break. What a fucking ugh. next time, dude, just write it back in. Really chat really chapped my speedo. Yeah. 
She's trying to fucking move up the corporate ladder at the YMCA. This chick's bucking for a promotion. You're not getting it on my back, lady. She's like that petter-ass Hanorhan. She really is. By the way, her cohort is like, it's her and a guy who's like 6'8 and like lanky as fuck. That's the, the tandem they had on duty today. Did you say duty? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so this lady, she may be driving the BMW when her mom's not fucking dropping her off that hit the back of my car. Uh, probably not. Real but. fucking stickler. Yeah. Stickler for time. Dude, you got to get out of the way. <laughs> Go somewhere else. This, this may have been a wake-up call. Yeah. I'm paying to be treated like a second-class citizen? This is why I say you don't shower. You're showing them respect, and they show you none. So you think I take the night back? I say you don't shower for like four days and take a dump in your pants and go swimming. By the way, you remember the story where a guy didn't even sign up for any fucking lane and he just swam wherever the fuck yeah, he wanted? The, the problem is you're allowing this to happen to you. So you're saying I'm, I'm being punked. Yeah, you're being punked, dude. Like, like, that, a, pr- like a prison. You. I need to shake yeah. her. Yeah. You got to stand up. Should I throw her in the pool? <laughs> well, yeah, no, well, you know, you're going to go to jail, <laughs> but no. You don't have to go to those lengths, but you got to make a stance. You got to say you can't fuck with me. This She's was, not going to come back. This was real horseshit. And then you know what you do? Take the marker that you write it on. Throw it in the pool. You shove it up your ass and you hang it back <laughs> up there. And if she really wants it that bad, then she can have it. This was Bush League. Bush League use of fucking lifeguard Don't use power. Bush's name in this. I'm going to use Bush's name in this. This was a Bush League fucking play of lifeguard aggression being taken out on me for no fucking reason. But I'm saying... You got to do something about it, man. There's, not, there's nothing I can say <laughs> about it. something you can do about there's it. something I got to do about I'd it. I'd give her a fuck, yo. I might say, has anybody seen Richie? Jesus Christ. Give me a break, lady. Five yeah. fucking minutes. Bite my crank. How about that? You, you just allow yourself to be victimized over there. I should have given her the double birds. Dude, they should have your face for the victim of the week over there. Dude, they should have my You've face been victimized. for MVS, most valuable swimmer. And this is the respect I'm given. None. Dude, you, There's you, other wives oh, who are clamoring look, for members like me. When they don't give you respect, you take that respect. There are wives in this country who would love to have me, even internationally, who's, who are saying... They're, they're writing me letters of recruitment. Okay, Do you this, want to move to Birmingham, England? You're going to some Ivy League wise? <laughs> yeah. Some real plush. Dude, Valparaiso has a super nice Y. They got in touch with me. Did they? They, they said, hey, we'd love to have you We'd here. love you to have come swim for a season. Said cockroach tree pool. If you it have is. diarrhea, there are no restrictions on when you can go in the pool. You don't have to walk through sewage when the piping overflows. They don't have new fucking water uh, saving showers that have no pressure. You're not going to look at homeless dude. men's ball bags and fucking garbage sacks. <laughs> dude, problem is, dude. What a shithole. You, you, you're not. You got to start the change. I need, you got to make the change. I need Steven Austin to come in with me. If any of these lifeguards touch my time, he spin kicks that marker out of their fucking hands. Steven Austin? Is that the fighter's name? I already get it wrong. Who? The fighter from Bama. He-Man? Yeah. It's, not, it's Steve Austin? <laughs> it's not Steve. What's his fucking name? God damn it. I'm sorry. You'll never hear from me again. <laughs> hey, <Jay London. laughs> what is his first name? Hold on. Let me find it. I was like, who are you talking about? Man, well, look, get out of the Y game, man. Where should I go? Should I become an LA fitness man? Yeah, get somewhere where you actually can meet like hot chicks or anybody. 
people that are worth. Sorry, while. Stuart Austin. Yeah. Stevens' his brother. Stone Cold like, Steve. Dude, who are you talking? About? Stuart He Man Austin. Stuart. I'm just calling the He Man. What about who's his Skeletor? Do you think? Frank Trigg. Frank Triggs in Bama. Now. Everybody's trying to take that Bama belt. You know what I say? This man is saying with Conor McGregor, whip him and strip him. <laughs> That's what you want. Anyone who's got a belt that I don't like, it's whip him and strip him. O'Neal wants anyone at 145 pounds to whip him and strip him to Connie Mack. Yeah. I agree Can't with wait you. for him to get back in there, man. I agree. Who gives a fuck? But, uh, we like Nate Diaz, by all means, but this fight has no interest for us. Yeah, there's nothing at stake. We want that belt to be stripped. Whip him and strip him. Either Frankie Edgar or Jose Aldo. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, or go up to 55 and fight those años. Eric Heitz will be fighting MMA when he gets down to 265. <laughs> Which will never happen. <laughs> it's some sort of freak show organization. They could probably, he could probably fight at 500. Pride, I don't think they had a heavyweight cap. There were some huge motherfucker. Butterbean fought in Pride. Maybe He-Man could fight him. Oh, dude. <laughs> Why waste He-Man's? Skill set on Eric Heights. Just the train. Guy is defeated by the Texas weather. <laughs> That's true. Jesus he is Christ. 0 and 1 to this the guy state weather of Texas. beat him. And <laughs> he, not even severe weather. He's the only man you can really literally describe as weather beaten. Yeah. He succumbed. Uh, RV, with, he succumbed uh, with a U. RV troubles <laughs> whip this guy. A blown bike tire whip this man. Guess who won? Dr. Phil, who called him a fraud. Dr. Phil won that battle. <laughs> it's the only good thing Dr. Phil's ever done. <laughs> that and grow that beautiful mustache. Mustache. Uh, By the way, we get... saw Steven Seagal at the Prairie Home Companion, and he called it Prairie Home Companion. He did. He was calling it that the whole night. <laughs> uh, let's get the hell All out right. of here. Hope you have a good 4th of July. Yeah, uh, don't. Uh, shorten work week. And uh, be careful with these fireworks, kids, all right? Don't get carried away. Have a good time, but fireworks and alcohol are usually not a good mix. And I, I saw somebody say. asking about quarter sticks. Um, no, I don't have any more quarter sticks. I live in the state of California, and uh, the restrictions are far too severe on being able to get any sort of illegal fireworks. So it sucks, but no quarter sticks. Does Steve O'Neill have anything? No. Uh, when I went home like uh, six, seven years ago, all the quarter sticks that I had, uh, my brother-in-law and I, we went out and blew them all up. I had like 10 different quarter sticks left. Where were they? They were in a brown paper bag, like the <laughs> okay. kind that you would put like a 40 <laughs> ounce of something. Okay. And they were uh, in our gun room uh, up on the shelf to the left as soon as you walk in. And no one had messed with them. Who's with my mom blowing them off? Maybe Bill Wellman. I don't know. Bill Wellman. He wouldn't step foot near our house. Maybe Bill Wellman's grandson. No, no Bill Wellman. Maybe uh, no Wellman. Maybe Horace Burris. Homer. Homer, Homer Burris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Horace is his brother. Maybe Roger Clauden. <laughs> Maybe guy. John Baugh. Uh, <laughs> Baugh. Kenny, Kenny Baugh. John Baugh. Is it John? Yeah. Hard to keep up with all these names. That Wait, Steve no, was it John? No, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Steve O'Neill, oh, Steve Ball. Steve O'Neill throws Steve names Ball. out a dime a dozen. You get, you can get overwhelmed in, within one second. It's Steve Ball. Next thing you know, you're knee deep in Steve O'Neill <laughs> names and faces. You don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, we probably won't wait for another fifty episodes to get him on. We got to get him on now while he's hot. Um, and a lot of you we guys don't know what's gonna. You never know what's gonna happen to Steve O'Neill in the months to come. So you got to get him while he's hot. Come with an O or a U. Oh, oh, okay. All right, we uh, please just get, get get those reviews going. We want to yeah. get to five hundred. We're about one hundred and twenty short. Let's let's keep them going. 
Let's keep them keep them writing. Yeah, write a five star. Write a, and subscribe us, to the podcast. Yeah, please subscribe. Give us a five star uh, text review, and we'll uh, say thank you to you. Probably and not, but please tell two friends about the podcast and a cousin. Yeah, or and or, your cousin's friends and a nephew and one nephew. Yeah, and a niece. Or oh, there seemed to be some lady talking uh, shit about the no deodorant. I saw. Yeah, I had it out with her, old Stephanie in Michigan. She's not doing it right. She said her and her lady friends, she says they don't like a guy well, with no deal. Okay, well, I've done a ton of, of clinical testing on this, but she said and it she works. She said she lives in a humid state. You know what? It doesn't matter. I go hiking on a regular basis. I, I was in Indiana, extremely humid when I was there. Guess what? If you shower and you maintain your hygiene, you won't have any problems. If it's it. humid, you just got to... You got to maintain the pits. You got to wash them in the sink with some soap every now and then. A little, yeah. But I'm talking hand soap. I'm not talking. You know, you know I'm talking the, like bar soap. I'm not talking. Yeah. Uh, liquid. But know? the most important thing is a healthy diet, because you're gonna <laughs> smell like shit if you're just chowing McDonald's all the time. Isn't and you're there, not wearing deodorant? Isn't there uh, also a, a phase where like your body is like getting used to not having the? De- I think you go through. Like, no, a, I think it's you getting used to your own scent. Okay. But the, yeah, the key is you got to shower, but also, and you can't smell like, no, women do not like it when you smell like BO, but there are pheromones in there when you just, just smell a little bit, which you, there, there are going to be some rough patches. There's going to be some summers <laughs> that are rough, but believe me, if you stick with it, this isn't going to be for the, well, this may work for the ladies too. And because uh, my girlfriend doesn't wear deodorant. And she hasn't for years, and I think that has driven up the carnal desire on my end as well. Really? Yes. So everybody is just a lot of, a lot yeah. of humping. But you got to maintain a clean life and a clean living in order for the no deodorant to pan out. You got to drink some PBRs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get the fuck out. That's of here. been the post show talk. That is post show talk. Let's get to the, the outro song. Have a. Oh, I almost stopped it before the outro song. Have a blessed week. We're gonna end it with the traditional Danish no new hymn. We do one. March to Zion. <laughs> Let's sing "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot." <laughs> Seventeen thousand five hundred people, and they were all pretty much singing. It was crazy. Fuck. One of the craziest things I've ever seen. I am, I'm in the wrong business. We felt like very, we felt like such outsiders. We're like, we don't get yeah. this, and all these people love it. I need to get into the variety show business. I need to get into radio. I need to get, <laughs> Jesus, it's up and coming. <laughs> oh boy, come on! It's it's coming. Don't worry. Don't fail me now. Don't don't turn it off yet, folks. You'll want to hear the outro song. There it is. All That's right. That's uh, it's okay. <laughs> That's the wrong song. We we can we can go with it. Where's the other one? <laughs> so you've got your board cluttered with so much horse shit. There's a lot on the board. You got it. Is it? Is that it? Where is it? Uh, I think we've, I'm just gonna end the show. Don't end the show, dude. People depend on this. Do you think? Do you think there's even one person that's sticking around for this outro song? Oh yeah. I don't think there is. There's a lot. I don't think there is. Just like you thought people didn't like the sirens. People love the sirens. (laughs) I didn't say they didn't like it. I said I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like the fucking sirens. You said three people, and then I got an outpouring of support. (laughs) You got like 15 people. How dare you? Out of 5,000. Am I blind? (laughs) Do you you see it? Let me see. Let me take a look at this. It would be at the top there. What does it say? Outro song? You see folk song? 
Danish no. O'Neill folk song? No. Uh, let me talk amongst yourselves. Here we go. O'Neill's looking for it. It used to be right up there at the top with all those other D that's alphabetized. Uh, Maybe it was accidentally deleted. I'll have to reload her. Wow. The travesty. Yeah, no, there's nothing. The travesty. Um, uh, travesty. We'll just end on some March to Zion. Let's just end with this. Just end it. Just Jesus end it. Christ. End the show. Goodbye. <laughs>